welcome to the Holistic Author Show. I'm your host, Kit Kilstow, the author yogi. Each episode, we'll talk about how to recraft the publishing paradigm to help you take care of what matters, you and your creativity. Discussing topics ranging from the publishing business to physical and mental health, and even mind-body balance as you juggle the many duties of being an author today, the Holistic Author Show will help you make the choices you need to craft the right publishing career for you. And now, this week's show. Welcome to part two of the podcast, talking about recovering from severe burnout. In this part, I will be talking about how to pick up the pieces because that is a common question that I receive. I'm Kit Kalestow, your host for the Holistic Author Show. I also coach and mentor authors as the Author Yogi. You can find out more at authoryogi.com or my technical, my author technologist work at eponaauthorsolutions.com. This podcast is a part of the Muse Charmer Network. So let's dive back in. One of the most common questions I get when speaking with people, and again, to recap from the first part, I'm speaking mostly about neurodivergent burnout, which tends to be more severe and more long lasting. It ebbs and flows. We don't talk about cures here, for example. And how do you pick up those pieces? Once you realize that you've dropped those balls, how do you choose which ones to pick up again? How do you choose um, what to pick up again or to pick up new ones? And so when I think about this, and I think about this in my own life, the way I started to emerge from severe burnout and severe neurodivergent burnout was to basically do a deep dive into who am I? I, for example, remember that, yes, I'm an author. I'm a storyteller. I love telling stories. I feel like in many places, and I have ADHD and I have an actual medical diagnosis of ADHD. Um, that I just got, which makes so much sense. But I had actually scattered myself into so many different pieces because I like to do this and that and this and that, that it was a moment of taking a deep breath and going, okay, who am I? What do I really want to do? Okay, I'm an author. I'm a storyteller. And in the first episode or the first part of this, I talked about my word counts and how that really clued me in to the fact that I was dealing with severe burnout. What do I need to do? Well, I need to write. And that was kind of the natural answer that came out of that. So I looked at, instead of just shoving all of my writing aside, I looked at the next question was, what do I want to write? Well, I want to write my equestrian fiction, but I want to make sure that I have queer characters in the forefront. I used to write women's equestrian fiction, and I don't have an issue with that. But as a non-binary transmasculine individual, I did not feel comfortable once again, basically adding to the women's fiction genre without addressing the fact that there is a dearth of fiction with queer protagonists. And especially in like the equestrian fiction, I was writing horror stories for adults. I was like, okay, I need to pivot this a little bit. And as part of that pivot was realizing that I needed to adjust my pen name. So you just slowly, I just slowly worked through 
what makes me feel good? What would be my self-care? What makes me willing to move forward within this space? And I think my approach can be summed up as saying that my job was to remove dissonance. My job was to remove the inconsistencies between who I am and what I believed and then what I presented out to the world. And my work as an author yogi um, or the Chicken Yogi Show podcast, which you may notice has been on a very long hiatus, is actually part of that because yoga has almost become a throwaway word. Just try yoga. Oh, have you tried yoga? And Yoga, as it's presented in the Western model, where it's a cure for things, where it's fitness for things, is not yoga as it's traditionally and based on yoga philosophy or yoga spirituality. Um, That's not how yoga was initially meant to be. Yoga was meant to be a union of body and spirit that helped lead to samsara or release from the eternal cycle of death and rebirth. Um, Yoga and religion, when you look at the roots of those words, religion or religious, re means to do it again, ligion or ligious in Latin is to connect. And so you have or think of ligature, ligament. So connect again. Yoga in Sanskrit means union. Yoga in Sanskrit means the union of mind, body, soul, spirit, the union of our energetic bodies, the union of our physical bodies, our emotional bodies, the koshas that they call them in yoga spirituality. So when we look at yoga and religion, that those connections, those initial meanings, to be honest, have been taken out of both. Um, and I'll try not to get too much in the weeds here as a religious studies student and somebody passionate about religious studies. Um, and although my religious studies, you know, come from, come through a lens of yoga, Buddhism, those religions, those belief systems, as far as personal liberation, um, as opposed to some external savior. Um, And that's, like I said, I'll try not to get too much in the weeds on that. But coming back to that and making those realizations, one of the things that us as neurodivergent folk have to do is we need to stop the dissonance in our lives. We spend so much of our lives, if you work a job, whether it's full-time, part-time, gig work, whatever you do, when you're on the clock, so to speak, you're already suppressing your natural self. You're kind of putting on a persona, putting on that mask in order to go to a job. If you have a job where you have to, where you can take off the mask, where you can be more of your authentic self, that is awesome. Um, one of the reasons why I've stayed where I'm at is because I work remotely, I work here on the homestead, and I can pretty much manage my time. If I need to go outside, hug a horse, um, you know, talk to my chickens, do something to emotionally regulate myself between support calls, I can't. And so that to me is very important. So when we think that for 40 hours, 20 hours, again, however many hours a week, that you work, we are putting on a mask, that creates dissonance. Because how we are inside, we have to constantly run that through a filter. Is that something these neurotypical people want to hear about? Is this something that will get us 
seen as you know strange or weird or choose choose your adjective with not so positive connotations there that leads to burnout and so putting the picking up the pieces is going behind that mask and so often we've worn that mask for so long that it's almost and to use a horse analogy if you put a halter on a horse or a collar on a dog um, a leg band on a chicken or on a, a bird and you don't constantly check that for fit they can grow into that and horses can get you know big marks across their nose um, dogs cats wearing collars too long can get sores around their neck so on and so forth but they don't you don't realize it's too small until it's too late and our masks our personas are very much like that so reducing that dissonance is really how you pick up the pieces and you look at the balls that you were juggling the balls that you dropped and you say what what is me what is not me and when you look at that that helps you decide how to pick those pieces back up again. So for me, for example, I picked up my equestrian writing, but I picked it up in a different way. My fantasy writing, my fantasy world, that was pretty good. That was, there was very little dissonance there. And so I, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm picking this back up again. I am picking up a, a new part of the fantasy world in that I'm starting to write young adults work and that is tied into my fantasy world there's a bit of an overlap there between the young adult stories and the, and the stories that are geared towards a more general audience but so I decided that and then when I look at the work I want to do when I look at what I do through Epona Author Solutions well I really want to lead into my author technologist work because as somebody who loves technology I can see a lot of changes that are happening and I, I can tell that a lot of people need a guide or need a support for all those changes. They need somebody, for example, to host their website that also isn't just seriously problematic and having a lot of corporate issues. Um, <coughs> cough, go daddy, cough, you know. They need people they need people to help guide them through okay you know twitter has imploded how do you how do you find something to replace that and do we even want to replace that or do we want to use this as an opportunity to build something new so on and so forth so it's like okay that works and then for me that then that came to my chicken yogi or my yoga spirituality work and what do i want to do there because I am allergic to the wellness model for yoga. I'm allergic to the wellness model, frankly, for a lot of what I talk about. In the first part of this, I mentioned very strongly that severe burnout of the type experienced by neurodivergent people really can't be cured. The you know, media sells us this cure for burnout. You know, just go on vacation and you'll be fine. Well, that's not how it works for us because, again, we have to mask. We have so many things that affect our burnout that neurotypical people don't have. If you can take a weekend off and recover from your burnout, that's wonderful and I'm very happy for you. But that's also not what's experienced by the vast majority of neurodivergent people. 
or you know, frankly, chronically ill people, disabled people, anybody who has to mask in society, who cannot bring their full and authentic self, trans people, who cannot bring their full and authentic self to the table anywhere they go, there's masking involved. And that masking causes burnout, causes mental health issues, it causes all sorts of things that neurotypical cis people um, able-bodied people don't have to deal with on a daily or weekly basis. And so, you know, I, I can imagine there's people listening to this podcast going, well, I'm not neurodivergent. So what Kit is talking about isn't really affecting me. Well, I want to ask, are you a member of a marginalized community? I could talk a lot about um, minority stress. Um, again, that's a side quest. Um, but basically minority stress is simply living as a marginalized member of a marginalized group and sometimes a marginalized person in our society causes stress, which in turn causes health issues. And so this severe burnout, what I'm calling neurodivergent burnout is very much a part of that and very much an effect of minority stress on neurodivergent who often identify as chronically ill, often identify as disabled, quite often identify as LGBTQIA2 spirit plus, um, queer, whatever term that you use. Basically, neurodivergent people are very likely to not be cis, white, heterosexual. And so again, we're talking about people of color here too. All of this, anytime you deal with that minority stress, which is especially prevalent in our communities of color, really that impacts your burnout and makes what you're doing to pick up the pieces even more important. So again, when you're looking at how to pick up pieces, removing the dissonance between who you are and the you you present into the world really should be a first priority. Because once you start to remove that dissonance, it's like removing a weight. It's like taking off that too tight collar, that too tight halter. It's like removing something that's been restricting you um, because you're suddenly creating space for yourself where hopefully you don't have to mask. Now, the one caveat I will say is that for many of us, even while we are going through and hopefully doing some measure of recovery from this severe burnout, we still have to earn a living. Um, we still have to pay the bills. You know, myself, I'm a sole provider for my spouse and everybody. Um, you know, many people are sole providers for their household, be that a household of one or a household of two or more. And or they're contributing to a multi-income household. So you can't really walk away from that job, even if you want to day after day. And I think that's the other part of recovering from severe burnout that all the media really gets wrong. Oh, just find a better job. Just find more work-life balance. Well, again, that's very difficult if you are limited in what you can do. If you have certain things that you need in a job, for example, working remotely or a place that honors wearing masks or taking other protective things, finding an accessible job, whether that's mentally and emotionally accessible or physically accessible or both. 
And so when you're dealing with a job situation that doesn't always manage your needs, picking up the pieces can be difficult. And that's why I think it's even more important to focus on removing dissonance in the areas of your life that are not tied to your job. And so this may mean, you know, doing some hard examination of the relationships you have outside of that. It may mean doing some hard examination of, you know, volunteer opportunities or groups you're with or things you do. If there's anything that causes that dissonance or affects that dissonance to make it worse, then that really needs to be looked at as far as is that a ball that you need to pick up again or is that something that you can let drop? And there's grief there. There is um, a sense of loss there. It is not easy and I don't want to, I don't want to imply in any way that it is easy to do this. The other thing I would say is it's very important to have somebody you trust, whether that is a professional, a discord group, a friend, a spouse, a re relative, have somebody you trust to bounce things off of. Because quite often, especially if you feel like you've lost who you are and you're having trouble reducing that dissonance, those other people in your lives can help kind of provide signposts for you. Um, and point you in the right direction. And so I think that's really important to have those other people, if at all possible. And like I said, it may not be family or friends in person. It could be an online group. But have those individuals in your life to help you, you know, decide, should you do this again? I think that's a very valid question to ask. Hey, you know, I was doing this. Do I, should I start doing this again? And then when you start to talk to them, it can really make a lot of sense about picking up those balls. And again, I apologize. I know a lot of people were probably looking for an easy step-by-step, -step, but a lot of it just comes through a lot of examination, a lot of self-assessment, a lot of thinking about what could be going on in your life, what should be going on in your life, what do you want to have going on in your life, and then making those decisions from there. So I hope that this two-part series has been helpful. As always, please don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, whatever um, the platform you're listening to this on allows this podcast. If you do feel that this is helpful, there is a way to donate. Your donation helps keep this podcast in the Muse Charmer Network on the air on the Muse Charmer website or ko-fi.com or co hyphen fee.com slash epona author solutions so thank you so much for listening next week i'm going to talk about patreon and how the enshittification of the internet has really hit patreon and what you can do if you're an author looking to use patreon or set up a subscription type model but don't really want to use this service that has kind of gone down the tubes. So I'll be talking about that next week. Hopefully that will be a helpful podcast with my author technologist hat on. Until next time, please be kind to yourself. You've been listening to the Holistic Author Show presented by Epona Author Solutions and distributed on the Muse Charmer Network. I've been your host, Kit Kalestow, the author yogi. If you'd like to learn more about our show, check out our sponsors, or find out how to be a guest, visit podcast.eponaauthorsolutions.com. 
Title music is Dream House by Purple Planet Music. You can find out more about them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, be well.